challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Real Presence Live here on this wonderful Tuesday morning. I'm Chris Euler, along with Dominic King. Good morning, everyone. We are up in the house here at Roncalli High School. Indeed. Uh, uh, we are uh, broadcasting uh, live from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Uh, so the heart, as Father Tim Smith always says, the heart of the Real Presence radio mm-hmm. listening uh What's the word? <laughs> I wasn't following there. The heart of the Real Presence Radio <laughs> listening. Uh, oh, my goodness. There is a word. Um, my goodness. Area. Area. We can go. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. Is yeah. that, that simple, huh? I don't know. It's, <laughs> I haven't finished my coffee yet. It's all right. Um, but we are blessed to be here on this wonderful Tuesday day uh, morning. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. A little quiet around here. It is. Little kids. Yeah, it's very quiet. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's weird to walk into this building and have no youths wandering the halls in their uniforms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, did you notice the new lighting we have in the hallway? Yes, I noticed it is much more uh, dangerous looking. It is. so Open wires. Yeah, so we're getting new lights here oh. at the high school for the hallway. The okay. hallways have like traditionally been very dark for some strange reason. Yeah, like, they have, haven't they? Yeah, yeah so they're mm-hmm. getting new lights, but in the meantime they have um, just like your regular bulbs. Yeah. Hanging out of, uh, hanging, just hanging there. Yep. So I, I took a picture and I sent it to my, uh, to somebody, or I think I took it to my wife and a couple other people. I said, mm-hmm. new lights in the school. Can't waste to host a haunted house in October. Yeah. So, but they're all getting fixed. We're getting okay. a new roof this week. Yeah. I see that out there. It's going to be yeah. great. A lot no of material. More, no more leaking. Mm-hmm. So I'm yep. grateful for all the people who have supported the cause. Nice. Um, so yeah, but while we wait for, uh. Our first guest for the day. Um, let's uh, start in a quick prayer. You want to lead us? Sure. Right, yeah. Let's do it. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for this day, this beautiful day. Um, we thank you for all the uh, the action that you're taking in this country uh, and all the, uh, the good things that you're bringing to us here in South Dakota and in our own lives. And we ask you to uh, continually, bless, uh, continually bless us can't talk and um and uh just uh lead us to you and um in your name we pray our father we're in heaven i'll be thy name the kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and it is not the temptation but deliver us from evil amen all right all right so uh we're excited to be here mm-hmm. this morning. Excited to be have a good lineup today. We had an, an unfortunate cancellation uh, at the top of the ten o'clock hour. We uh, had one of our guests uh, who uh, was supposed to be on has fallen ill. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and he is he was planning on talking about uh, Michelle Dupont. Yeah, uh, Bismarck Diocese native. 
I uh, grew up about 45 mi- minutes to the west of Bismarck, mm-hmm. a little place called Haymarsh, North Dakota. Haymarsh, okay. Yeah, beautiful area. Mm-hmm. If a bigger city near it, which is kind of funny to say bigger city because it's not big, uh, yeah. Glenolan. Okay. For those of you who frequent uh, Interstate 94, mm-hmm. uh, she grew up just outside of Glenolan on a, on a farm. And currently the farm is um, it's an oratory. Uh, in which the Bismarck Diocese, so after the Motu Proprio this summer, that Pope Francis uh, put all these different uh, guidelines for the Latin Mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, each diocese, well, a lot of dioceses designated one location for the TLM, and hmm. uh, the oratory, or the church that she is buried next to, is oh. where the TLM is celebrated every Sunday. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. For the, it's pretty cool for the Diocese of Bismarck. Okay. So, um, but yeah, but she's buried out there, hmm. and... Um, Beautiful area. Mm-hmm. I, I was out there in college, yeah. uh, and uh, got to visit her grave. Mm-hmm. And so, so you you knew her pretty. Well. I mean, did you not well? But you met her maybe a couple. I had times met or? her. I had met her a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first was in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 2010. Okay. I believe. Okay. So she passed away in 2015. Yeah. Okay. So 2000, 2010, mm-hmm. Dicey's Bismarck did what was called the Thirst Conference. Yes. And she was the one who organized the Thirst Conference. Oh, she did. And, okay. Um, I was I was there helping out on the youth track with some things. I was a freshman in high school myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to do a little bit with that. You know, my mm-hmm. youth group was pretty involved, and so I met Michelle there. Yeah. I didn't really, you know, know her all too well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know. Uh, I had met her later when I had gone uh, to undergrad at University of Mary. Mm-hmm. You know, had more of a conversation with her that I when I wasn't a freshman in high school, rather than a freshman. I was a freshman in college, so yep. I, was, I actually had a more of a brain. You know, <laughs> still not an entire brain. Yeah, we'll get there. So me yeah, too, me too. Yeah, we'll exactly. get there. I I think I only met her maybe once or maybe twice. Um, I just remember it was through the campus. Uh, so I, I knew people who were friends with her and, you know, yeah. really loved her. So, um, pretty cool. I hopeful, hopeful for that. Right. Know. Well, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think for, for a lot of people in our culture today, in our world today, um, there is this, I don't know, I don't know how to, what the, what the label it is. Um, you know, because we were intended to be meek and humble mm-hmm. and we're intended to have this like. Uh, this knowledge that we are, like, without the love of Christ, without Jesus, we we can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I think in our world today, there is a, um, this great kind of holdup that um, people, young people in particular, can't be saints. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. I'm not good enough. Yeah, it's, you think of... Um you know, like St. Benedict throwing himself into a thorn bush or <laughs> I've got to go run naked into the wilderness like St. Francis. But right. no, there, you know, if we really look into the communion of saints, we really find such a, a massive variety of, of what sanctity looks like. And, um, and there's only one of us and we can't fill right. that role of the other saints. So it's really, we've got to be the saint that, you know, God has called us to be individually. So, Absolutely. um, yeah, but we can look towards those other ones that, you know, are, might be a little bit more similar to us and try to model our lives after them. So, yeah, it's, uh, no, but I get it. It's, I think we, we think it, it's this, um, impossible bar and in a way it is, but it isn't for God. Right. So, um, so that's the, that's the key listening network. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, no, it, it is. So anyway. Yeah. yeah. 
I know for me, you know, as you look at, you know, the Dakotas in particular, mm-hmm. um, and, and our whole listening area, you know, there's holy people everywhere. Mm-hmm. There are people who are pursuing the faith, who are living the faith, that desire to know the Lord and live it, live it out. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a little, I mean, being from, originally from Bismarck Diocese, mm-hmm. now living in South Dakota, uh, between those two states, mm-hmm. there are two causes for canonization open. What's the other? Uh, Black Elk. Nicholas oh, Black sure. Elk. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Diocese okay. of Rapid City, yeah. So Nicholas yep. Black Elk, the, the holy man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he actually, oh, I love, I love Nicholas Black Oak's mm. story. Phenomenal. I don't know enough about, yeah, oh. I, yeah. You got to read. I knew that is. Yeah. If you haven't read his book called Black Elk Speaks, I'd mm-hmm. encourage it and then follow it up with like a different biography about him. Okay. Um, but he, yeah, he was, I mean, he was, a, um, um, he was first cousins, uh, with, oh my goodness, uh, Crazy Horse. Oh, okay. So Crazy Horse mm-hmm. was his relative, mm-hmm. you know, and so in each, in the tribe, everybody had like a role. So like Crazy Horse and his family, they were the warriors in the tribe. Mm-hmm. Whereas uh, Black Elk, his family was the line of medicine men. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people who would go on these great vision quests and who would um, um, care for the tribe, you know, be it like physical needs or the spiritual realm. And, mm-hmm. you know, as they converted, as they uh, basically were, you know, it's an, it's an atrocity in our in our history mm-hmm. with the, you know with the 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 plight between the the American settlers and the American military and the Native Americans but mm-hmm. as they were pushed into the reservation he had this conversion where he he was believing these things like there is this greater power there's this higher power there is this thing that gives order to the universe and, you know when he found Catholicism the understanding is is that it gave him it it gave him um kind of like what we're all looking for, like mm-hmm. this this answer to that big question, like where does this all come from? Mm. You know, and, yeah. and, and it and actually connected it back to something that is saving. Mm-hmm. And so he had this great great ability to take um, stories from the Native American culture and adapt them mm. to Christianity, um, or I should say, vice versa. These and these great stories from from the Christian narrative, sure, I get, you. Mm-hmm. and teach them in a way that uh, was understanding to his people. Mm. Um, which is such a great gift that we can all learn from, you know, as we're adapting the stories. Or not, we don't change the stories, but we're trying to, you know, frame the message of the gospel to people that's attractive. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Black's kind of, that's a, the gist of Black Elk's story. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can hike his peak. Yes. In awesome. Custer State yeah. Park. Yep. So. Love that, yeah. It's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We are just out there this weekend. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Got to see Mount Rushmore. Ah. Yeah, we... We only went to the hills for a little bit, uh, one of our days, because we had other stuff going on. But anyway, it was—it's beautiful up there. It is. So, it is. Yeah. What? So, if you had to name a saint, one saint that you—I I don't want to say maybe model your your own life after, but <laughs> or say let's just say your favorite saint. If you had to oh name goodness. one, or if there's one story that you love over others, can you name? You know, I. And not to be, I, I don't know, I have like a whole, like I have like, I have four, I call them like the, well, it's expanded, like mm-hmm. that I like I pray to every night, I ask for their intercession every mm-hmm. night. Um, but it kind of started off as four, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it, like I said, it's expanded to like my intellectual life and in my spiritual life. Actually, there's five. <laughs> so, of course, um, like St. Peter is my confirmation mm-hmm. saint. Nice. I feel a strong um, and unique relationship with him. Um you know, in part, just like his, 
I can be, you can ask like my wife and my family members too. I'm, I can be kind of like a firecracker. Mm-hmm. Like you don't say, like oh yeah, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> but like no, never noticed. Like, like this is what we want. This is the truth. Mm-hmm. This is like like I just think oftentimes of like the zeal he has, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like that overzealousness. Like yeah, like. Lord, it is good that we are like they're on the transfiguration, mm-hmm. you know, shiny Jesus up there. And he goes, Lord, it is good. Like, let's build three tents and just stay here. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, Peter. Or like, yeah. you know, he's he doesn't want Jesus to die. And like, get behind me, Satan. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. there have been times in my life where that, but like the redemption of him, like, you know, the Lord's still loving him. And um, Peter responding to that love and coming back, even though it's like a challenge, like mm-hmm. it always seems like, that rejection would be enough to like really push Peter away at times. Yeah. But it's a rejection out of love and Peter responds. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Paul II, of course, like I ta- I told Mariah, I'm like, sometimes I just look at him and I'm like, grandpa. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, totally. He's I got, get that. he's got this beautiful, like, mm-hmm. you know, this grandpa esque figure that he was just, For he's sure. so kind and loving. And like, you know, if you've, Never had a chance to read his biography, Witness to Hope. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah, that's good. Like, that changed, like, my perspective about what it means to really be a man of mm-hmm. prayer, uh, just because of the way he would always write everything in prayer. So, he was a huge example, mm-hmm. intellectually, but also, like, more so, like, spiritually and pastorally. Mm-hmm. Um, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati. Nice. Love yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his deal for the Eucharist, his love of, of those that are less fortunate. Uh, you know, he was a man of means, gave it all away all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and even his death is like such a witness to like what it means to be a Christian. Like his grandma had died, but at the same time he contract contracted uh, what they think was tuberculosis mm-hmm. from visiting and helping a poor family. Mm-hmm. And cause he didn't want to take away from his grandma's death. Like he died like a few days after her funeral, mm-hmm. you know, and the big kicker is, and I, I just love it. There's a quote that it's like about uh, how many, uh, there's, I always think of like how many people are going to be at your funeral, mm-hmm. you know? And, Pure Georgia Versace had 10,000 random poor people yeah, show up. I remember hearing that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Crazy. my last kind of big five is Blessed Stanley Rother. Hmm. So Stanley Rother is a, uh, he was actually a priest from Oklahoma uh, who went to oh, Guatemala. I know you're He was martyred, mm-hmm. you know, and he, actually his bishop brought him back and he just like, I have to go back, bishop. And he mm-hmm. went back and like just, so before he was martyred, there were no vocations from his parish. Mm-hmm. After, there's been like 70 plus and he yeah. was killed in the 70s. Well. So Phenomenal. It's a great gift mm-hmm. uh, to have those witness of the saints and uh, rock and roll. Nice. So mm-hmm. good, good choices. Hey, thank you. Yeah. But hey, we're going to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after the break, and we're going to see if we can get our guests on the line. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, folks, to Real Presence Live. We are here at the second half of the 9 to 9.30 half hour. Um, I am I'm hearing a little bit of a feedback. Mm-hmm. Is that coming from the studio by chance? I don't think it's Dominic. Is it you, Dominic? Am I I'm matching your cadence? Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. I don't know what's going on. Hmm. But I'm hearing myself in my headphones twice. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. Yeah. Because you got a great voice. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Got a face for radio. <laughs> a face for radio. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're back here from Aberdeen, South Dakota. Uh we are excited to be broadcasting with you today. We're having a difficult time getting our first guest on, but hey, uh, obviously she had something really good to say that could have changed some hearts, so we're just grateful for her witness in the first place. Um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I guess we can kind of like talk about what it is. Like, I don't know exactly, but you know, uh, it's all what she looks like that she does is this work that engages youth, so helps them to um, you know really. Uh, build themselves up to experience Christ in a deep way and then take that and make it something that is like a tangible reality in their life. So something that uh, is not just like this feeling, Mm -hmm. this fleeting thing, but like something that they can structure every day. And that's what I read about, you know, it's called the Partnership for Youth uh, based out of, uh, it looks like Bloomington, Minnesota. Hmm. Uh, It looks like it's really cool. Cool. Yeah. It's a tough task to engage with youth, Uh, you know, having... We have younger kids, but you're, you are actually teaching them, yeah. teaching at the high school. So trying, yeah. What you know, is there one, is there one area that's the most challenging? Do you think that that maybe inhibits them from engaging their faith? Um, you know, there's a. F- that's a good thing. I think the biggest thing is just like fighting the like fighting against the secular culture mm-hmm. you know because and then also just like the whole reality of lots of misgivings mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. lots of 
things that are untrue mm-hmm. you know that we have to that we have to kind of debunk yeah you know and they're very smart yes like, these kids are intelligent yeah and so to actually like go back to the beginning mm-hmm. so every year in class in particular i um will start like not even talking about like and a lot of like it it's just decent pedagogy you don't want to be like this is the whole, whole mystery of creation mm-hmm. like you don't want to like throw that at them but like starting at the very beginning with like what's the reality of life mm-hmm. what what's what does every single human being desire yeah and then frame the entire year and what is taught off of that mm-hmm. and so like and it's it's pretty easy like i, I pose that question um and like that's an easy question yeah, because every single person in that room wants to be happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So they answer that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. Now the whole rest of the year, you know, in particular, you know, and granted, I teach a couple different classes. I teach a sacred scripture class. Mm-hmm. I teach a sac- Catholic social thought class. Yeah. Um, but it t- in particular, there's one class is kind of like this mix of like philosophy, theology, and history. Mm-hmm. You know, and in that class, that's where we kind of talk about the idea of happiness mm-hmm. um, and how we get there. Yeah, and so. Uh, it encompasses all classes, but the reality of like, okay, like what is going to make us truly happy? Mm-hmm. Not just this fleeting thing. Sure. Sure. Um, so mm-hmm. that's one thing. And then the second thing I think is, um, <laughs> and I, I've been actually thinking about it this last week, the idea of, so there's a difference between educating youth and engaging youth. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm going to educate them, like there has to be some sort of like relationship there. Mm-hmm. But I also like, I know that within that system of educating them, when we, we administer tests, we, had, we have them write papers, we have to have them in classroom. Like there is an element of discipline mm-hmm. where like when someone is engaging them and helping them live their faith, like it's, that is not necessarily the role for disciplining. Sure. So that's another thing that I've yeah. seen that is like turn kids off. Like, uh, like what? Like so, my guy has a dual role of campus minister for part of it, and then the other part is um, teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's kind of like this weird thing. Like I, I have to grade their papers. Mm-hmm. I have to, uh, you know, if they're if they're r- incorrect in what they've said, or if I think that like they didn't do a good enough job, like I have to give them a letter grade. Sure. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like in campus ministry, it's all about building a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes, like. There'll be a. I'll have to give a, give a kid a bad grade. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I had a good relationship with them, and like it, it's rocky for a day or two because they're mad, mm-hmm. you know. But then like you have the conversation and be like, I gave you that grade because like so. Sure, that's another challenge. Like mm-hmm. you're into like this kind of dual relationship, and like I, I, I don't love it, mm-hmm. but it's like the nature of where we're at. Yeah. it's a great thing to be able to help them even navigate that situation of like. You're going to have a boss or you're going to have a friend or a mom or a dad who is like, they're, they're close to you and they love you, but they also have to be able to look you in the eye and say, this was wrong. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a whole other thing in our world. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, you know, um, yeah, I, I guess for me, I, what I appreciate about what's going on up here is, um, you know, I, I think we need to not put kid gloves on for kids yeah. you know yeah. um that's you know not the best way of saying it but um I, like you said they're smart they're um they know what's up yeah. with a lot of stuff uh, more than i think we realize yeah. and um 
and I think we need to, yeah, I think what you're doing up here is exactly what needs to be done is, is engaging with them at where they're at, um, because they are, they're smart and we should challenge them to, uh, you know, to that level of, you know, there's, you know, the, the intellectual tradition of the church, um, uh, we should challenge them to, you know, engage with that. And, um, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate what's, you know, that's what I loved about, you know, going up to school at Mary was that, you know, engaging with that because, um, but I think everyone, I think our, our, this age group is capable, high school age group is capable of Absolutely. engaging with it. And, um, the earlier we do it, I think it's just going to be better in the long run. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and I've yep. seen like, so after I, I teach primarily seniors, you know, I have some juniors mixed in, uh, and I build a really like, because my room is kind of like. You know, seniors have open campus, and they can come in my other... I have two rooms. I have a campus ministry room and a classroom. Mm-hmm. They can just hang out in my classroom. They do all the time. They're always hanging out in my campus ministry room, which is great. It gives me opportunity to build a really good relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I've been blessed to know some of them. Because I know some of them very well. I love them deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and now... So, in the, and we're, I talk about it a little bit later, too, with, like, the Roe v. Wade deal. Mm-hmm. When that broke, mm-hmm. um, you know... And I should say, let me back up. After they graduate, I'm mm-hmm. like... You can have me on. Let's, you can have me on social media mm-hmm. after I graduate. Yeah, you know. And so that day it broke. I was super jacked, and I shared like a post about how I was jacked about it. And, yep. You know, uh, I had some of them reach out to me, and they're mm-hmm. not like opposed to it. Right. Yep. They're like they thought it was a good thing as well. Mm-hmm. But just like even you know building that relationship to help them like navigate the wider culture that mm-hmm. they're in. Yeah. Because so yep. many of their friends who didn't go here, or mm-hmm. um, even you know maybe some of them who did are sure. looking at it from a lens of that's of complete opposite. Yeah. You know, yeah. so helping them navigate and so build this mm-hmm. relationship and it's one thing I, I one towards the one of the last weeks of school um we uh uh someone was ta- we were talking about education. Mm-hmm. We were talking about like the purpose of it. And I I just frankly like and I didn't I don't want to tell the kids this too early in the year but I'm like the reality is is that it's a friendship. Mm-hmm. Like I am my goal is to build something of a friendship with you. Yeah. Because you know my boy, our boy, John Henry boy. Newman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love that guy. Yeah. But Newman talks like at length about how the reality of education is far greater when there's a personal influence mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. reading a book. Mm-hmm. Rather 100%. than like yeah. a like you know, a lecture, which lectures are great mm-hmm. and they can be very enlightening. Yeah. But where does the rubber hit the road with lectures? Yeah. Conversating about them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah, shared that with the students, like, um, one of the last weeks of school is, like, guys, this is more about, like, building that friendship and helping us all come to know truth together mm-hmm. rather than, like, a student, like, me being the one who's, like, this is true mm-hmm. and here's why. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. uh, and just helping them navigate that reality that, like, things are far better and far more enlightening, and far more, uh, there's more depth to it when you mm-hmm. do it together. 100%. I, I know for me, you know, I had one professor up at, uh, plenty of professors, but one in particular who, yeah, I had a, a much more, yeah. you know, uh, had personal conversations about, you know, future hopes and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and, you know, plans and things like that, and uh, um, to have that, you could tell there's that, um, he really loved his, you know, his, his students, and, and um, yeah, so I, I, I for me, I, I totally get that. It, it, it's you, um, when you have, you can get a sense of that as a student, if a teacher has that, um, or a professor has that, uh, um, that ability to have a personal relationship with, with their students, and it makes it all the more rewarding, you know, all the more, you know, um, you just get more out of it. That's right. the truth. So, yeah. yeah. That's the big shtick. Yep. I, uh, yeah. 
I can relate to you. I have a professor that I still I didn't get to see him this week. I was up there all week last week, mm-hmm. and he was not. He wasn't around. We had corresponded a little bit. Yep. And I'm like, I was so sad. Uh-huh, yeah. Because I'm like, I miss you. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, to be able to have that relationship with uh, someone who has helped you, who has helped form you, is 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 invaluable. Yep. At the sure. end of the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, are we, so we are going to talk about Roe v. Wade later in the show. We are going to talk about That's Roe great. v. Wade later in the show. We've got uh, yep, someone on with a group called Healing the Culture. Nice. Uh, recently relocated from Seattle, Washington to Rapid City. Okay. Uh, Probably a good move. Less red tape. <laughs> yeah. Dare I say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've said too much, but it's true. Maybe I should say less blue tape. Okay. Yeah. Oh. I've said too much. All right. Nice. Cancel me. Cancel me. Um. <laughs> um. um so nice. Anyway, uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna cut the break real quick. Uh, we've got some guests in studio coming up for the next half hour, and so we're excited to have uh, uh, some wonderful folk here uh, and a little wee wee in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, hey, buddy. we will. <laughs> I'm a dork. Dominic's son is in the house, and his yes. name is Rory. But he calls himself Wee Wee. It's amazing. Yeah. Thanks you for clarifying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. Just saying Wee Wee on the on the air probably <laughs> oh, doesn't sound great. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna cut the break, and we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with your presence live in a minute. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 